Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Is the driver's seat of your car, is the driver's seat of your car a mercy seat? Yes. A question I love to ask myself is, what is a grace car driver? Yes, a grace car driver. And how does that make your driver's seat a mercy seat? We're going to be talking about that. Plus, we're going to get some new Jesus Labor Love information. That's free car repair labor for single moms and widows and families in crisis this morning. But a few years ago, I did a show where I asked folks to call in and ask them, what do you think the self-talk is of a grace car driver? The question was, how do you respond in grace when someone cuts you off in traffic? (laughs) You see them texting and driving. They're going 10 miles an hour under the speed limit and they're swerving all over the road. What does a grace car driver do? How do you react in that situation? I honestly wanted to know to improve my own reaction. You know, my, my kids sometimes comment about my anger and those kind of things. So I had a number of calls that day. Most, unfortunately, were just agreeing with me that it was extremely frustrating. <laughs> but the question lingered. What does a Christian do in that situation? Well, finally... Actually, it was my mom who called in. My mom called in the show and said simply, you pray for them. And that concept has been rolling around in my brain now for a while. But this week I was preparing for another radio show I work on called The Masculine Journey. And our show this week is on forgiveness. And I was looking for movie clips that spoke to that subject. And boy, did God have something for me. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and play this movie clip from the movie. It was called The Interpreter. Because I believe some of the wisdom here in this clip that you're going to hear in a second is both biblical and a key element to having the driver's seat of your car become a mercy seat. What are you not telling me? What are you accusing me of? How do you feel about Zawani? Never mind, I don't care for him. I feel disappointment. That's a lover's word. What about rage? Of all the people that I've looked into since this thing started, the one with the darkest Zawani history is you. It was his landmines that killed you. Everyone who loses somebody wants revenge on someone on God if they can't find anyone else. But in Africa, in Matopo, the coup believe that the only way to end grief is to save a life. If someone is murdered, a year of mourning ends with a ritual that we call the drowning mantra. There's an all-night party beside a river at dawn, the killer. He's put in a boat, he's taken out on the water, and he's dropped, he's bound, so that he can't swim. The family of the dead then has to make a choice. They can let him drown, or they can swim out and save him. The coup believe that if the family 
lets the killer drown, they'll have justice but spend the rest of their lives in mourning. But if they save him, if they admit that life isn't always just, that very act can take away their sorrow. Vengeance is a lazy form of grief. Now, I know that's an African ritual, and I understand that, okay? But I just want you to picture for a second that this guy is drowning out in the river, and he's tied up, and you have the control as to whether or not you're going to untie those ropes. Now, something for us to consider when that person is texting and driving, and they do, or they just ran a red light, or they're distracted, or they're too anxious. Is that person, in reality, not bound up by the evil one and drowning in the river? Are they not? And what an honor God gives us with an opportunity to apply this passage. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Are you going to pray that God will take those ropes off of him so he will stop drowning in the river of his anxiousness, of, of his distraction, of things that he shouldn't be due? So there's something else marvelous about this clip that happened for me while I was considering it. And I couldn't help but note the times in my life where God placed me on that riverbank with a chance to run out and save a person that in my own life had had an evil intent and nearly destroyed me. Now, I'm going to tell this story myself of how God put me on that riverbank one time, and I was clearly placed on the mercy seat. <laughs> I was clearly put in a position of untying somebody. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to ask you to consider yourself, when did God do that for you? When did somebody really, really hurt you, wound you, or something horrible happened in your life, and then later God put you in a position of judgment on that person, and you had a chance to either untie them or let them drown. And if he did that, was he do that, doing that in an effort to come after your own, your heart and help you release something that had to do with the forgiveness? So if you've got a story like that and you already know it before you even hear mine, you go ahead and call us. we got lines open, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. If you're digitally gifted, you can go that way. But perhaps your story will help someone else realize how God helped them forgive or is helping them to forgive, call us, 866-348-7884. My story is that, for those of you who know me well, know that I used to be the Chrysler dealer in Moxville, North Carolina. And in 2007, I had an, an audit where Chrysler said we were missing all this money, and my office manager was charged with embezzlement of that money. And we'd lost our dealership, lost our house, lost all our money, lost everything we had. My kids' life was shattered. There was a lot of stuff that I could go into that. But in March of 2008, I got a call from the North Carolina Department of Revenue that my office manager had pleaded guilty to embezzlement of the payroll tax funds and things like that. And she was to be sentenced the next day, and the, they wanted me to come testify before the judge to show that it was not a victimless crime. There were a lot of victims, all the employees that lost their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. And so I actually had not seen this lady for over a year. And the last time I saw her, she was essentially resigning, saying she had no comment on what happened to the money. This lady was a dear friend. She was on my board of directors. She came to Bible study every Wednesday. She was a 66-year-old grandmother. 
She had been in the car business almost as long as me, 40 some odd years. Many times I'd looked in her eyes and they were full of warmth. But that morning when I stepped into the courtroom as they hurried her in, they were cold as ice. And I tried to look at them. And so, interestingly, the night before, as I was praying about God, what do I say? God clearly told me what the judge was going to do. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those markers I put down in my journal to say, see, Robbie, God does speak to you sometimes. Because I clearly knew that night God told me the judge is going to ask you specifically, Robbie, how much time should I give her? How much time should I give her? So they called me up. Now I'm sitting on the stand. And if you've ever been there, you know you're looking at the person. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there, and they are bound up. They're in the river, and they're drowning, and they're looking at you, and you, you are going to testify to what is the truth, which is what I did. Here's what happened. And then just on cue, as you might imagine, Joey, the judge looked at me, and he said, Robbie, how much time should I give her? Now, I'd had time to prepare my answer, so I had a really good prepared answer. I said, Your Honor, I believe God has put you in this place of authority because you've been trained, you understand the law, you understand justice, and I truly trust whatever your judgment is in this situation. That was my prepared answer, <laughs> to which the judge looked at me, kind of winked, and said, I'm not letting you off that easy. <laughs> how much time should I give her? And then just like God tells you, he'll give you those words in the moment that you need him. He says, and I clearly expressed myself exactly how I felt. I said, I do not see how a 66-year-old grandmother, how it serves the state of North Carolina to put her in prison for a long time. I don't understand how that would serve. But when I go home tonight, when I face those employees, when I face my children, I can't look at them and say, she got away with it. The judge banged the gavel, had a recess, 10 minutes came back, and he sentenced her to five years, but suspended it to six months of actual, you know, the rest of the time being on probation. And I realized when I was watching this clip, you know, that I, was, that I just played for you, that there I was with her tied up in the river swimming. When did God put you there? I would love to hear that story. I'm sure you're gonna set a lot of folks free with your story. 866-348-7884. Call us, really. We got lines open. We need to hear from you. 866-34-TRUTH. When were you on the mercy seat? It'll clear the bitterness away. It can even set a prisoner free. There is no end to what its power can do. So let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really freezes you. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Show me how to love the unlovable. Forgiveness. That's the mercy seat. Is the driver's seat of your car a mercy seat? When somebody cuts you off, when they are texting and driving, whatever the situation is, 
is it possible to stop, pray, and try to loose them <laughs> from what it is? You can't touch them. You can't talk to them. But you certainly can pray. And it's amazing what that might do for your own heart in the situation <laughs> rather than you being upset and frustrated. It's an interesting thing. I often wonder, as I testified, if you just heard the last segment, as I was testifying about showing some mercy for my office manager, I wonder often, was I not in my own way being set free from you know, my own bitterness and my own pain and what had happened? And, and I know if, if you let that clip roll around in your mind, a picture of this person drowning in front of you that one time really, really hurt you, and you're now in the mercy seat, and it's your choice as to whether or not you're going to lose them or bind them. When did you have that opportunity? Tell us the story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. I know it takes a little courage to call in, but you have no idea how God could use your story of forgiveness to help other people. Maybe it's something a lot bigger than just getting cut off in traffic. But along those lines of forgiveness, you know, no doubt we have our Christian insurance guy here with us, and he's with Nationwide, and you may know they have this accident forgiveness kind of thing. And, you know, the nice thing about accident forgiveness, whichever insurance company has it, they really do wipe the slate. It's, it's kind of like Jesus. They put your accident as far as the east is from the west, right, Bill? You don't get no points. <laughs> well, yesterday my 24-year-old daughter did exactly what I did once. She was trying to merge into a really busy lane of traffic. She looked to the left. She looked to the right. She looked to the line of cars in front of her. She looked to the left. She looked to the right. Finally, she accelerated, and the car in front of her had hesitated. And slammed on their brakes, and into the rear she went. Thank goodness for accident forgiveness. The one good thing is when I did it, I ran into the back of my sister. (laughs) 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 Yeah, around Washington, D.C. But um, why is accident forgiveness even an option? Why isn't it just built in? Why do those mean old insurance companies charge you more just because you have a, you know, an accident? Why charge extra if that's what you're paying for? Well, let me share just a little bit with you real quick. Um, You know that if it's a hit and run, it's not uninsured motorist. That in most states, for it to be uninsured motorist, you have to be able to lay hands on that person and prove they didn't have insurance. So if they took off, that's a collision claim. You know that 14% of all accidents are caused by uninsured drivers, and that doesn't include the hit and runs. 40% of vehicles 15 years old and older are driven uninsured. 24% of the cars in California and New Mexico are uninsured, and 22% in Texas. All those uninsured cars cause a lot of problems. You know, there's some reports that. So I'm I'm curious, Bill. I hate to interrupt, but what does act accident forgiveness have to do with uninsured motorists? The reason your rates go up when you have an accident is to compensate for all the costs of all the uninsured drivers out there. In most states, oh, the I extra see. cost is a tax. It's I- a fee that you're assessed 
because you had an accident that the insurance company collects and hands over oh, to the state so for a state-owned auto insurance or a state plan to keep costs down. So accident forgiveness, if you choose that as an option on your plan, whoever is insuring your car, helps you protect yourself against that fee, right? What you're doing is buying a little extra insurance on top of your regular insurance to pay that state fee. I understand. And we got, I'm very excited about this. We got Paul is in Statesville, North Carolina. He's got a story about forgiveness. So Paul, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. I know this. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well, and I was listening, and I was just going for your listeners. And, uh, I want them to know that I was too part of your Chrysler dealership, and we all felt the same the same hurt and loss. But uh, I have a different story for you. Well, since that time, you know, I've moved along and been doing my own little business, and uh, we sold a family house and held the data trust. And the, the people have given us ample reasons to be ugly and to foreclose. And it came to my decision to work whether or not to put this family out on the street or let them continue to live in this house and try to get caught up on their payments. And it was a, it was a hard decision. A lot of uh, lot of feeling, but God said to me, like He said to you, you know, give these people a break. These children don't need to be out on the street. Work it out with them, and that's what I've done. And the the cool thing is what that does for our heart. You know what I'm saying, Paul? Yes, I do. Rob. I. I I, I I think it's amazing. And I remember King David in the cave with Saul. He got that same kind of thing for his heart when he gave him a break. How has God done that in your life? We got Leslie in Des Moines, Iowa. She's going to share her story when we come back. And we got a whole bunch on the Jesus Layer Love. Joey Abendola's here with us. Well, you're going to hear about that. So stay tuned. helping to be done with all this twisting of the truth an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and any way I told the truth but I'm afraid I told a lie is the driver's seat of your car that's an old Johnny Cash song I just thought I'd bring that one out for you the mercy seat is the driver seat of your car a mercy seat and how many would, would share with me a, a situation where God came after you in a way where it put you in a position to be on the mercy seat with somebody that has hurt you. We would love to hear that story. 866-348-7884-866-34 truth. We're going to get to our Jesus labor love stuff here in a second, but we got Leslie is in Des Moines, Iowa. He's got a texting while driving story. Leslie, you're on a Christian car guy show. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Uh- 
what a great new show, at least for me. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're listening. And we're actually in Des Moines, Washington. It's the same name, different state. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> that is fun, and I'm so glad you're up early this morning. We are. <laughs> and I just had two really super quick comments. And one, your mom was so right that when we feel anger when we're driving, prayer is the answer. And when I see someone cutting me off or doing something, especially when they're in a hurry, I try to imagine that they're rushing to the hospital to see someone who's been in an accident or is dying or something and give them some grace. But with texting, I feel really different from your analogy about the um, drowning man in the river who's been convicted of murder in that I think Jesus taught us it's okay to be angry. It's how we channel it. And so prayer for ourselves and prayer for the other person is really appropriate um, for us to calm down. And But I think sometimes anger can lead us to a righteous action that we do in love. And um, when I saw someone texting one day, I decided what I was doing wasn't maybe as important and this might not be advised in every circumstance, but it was a small woman, and I didn't feel in any danger, and I followed her to the parking lot of one of those big box stores, and I asked her, I said, you know, your life's really important, and so are the other drivers. Is your text really that important? And, you know, she got really angry with me then, but but then she kind of calmed down, and we had a conversation, so... I don't advise that in every circumstance someone could end up getting hurt themselves, but the car is a lethal weapon, and maybe we can stop a murder in advance if we channel our anger into love. Now that, Leslie, <laughs> I love it. My listeners so often blow me away. There is, I, I love what you're saying. To be sensitive, what is God urging me to do? And is God urging me to engage this situation or is God telling me to pray? But rather than just taking a, you know, glib view of it, well, every time I'm going to pray, why not ask God, what should I do? Maybe I should go engage this person in love. And what you did there may well have loosed her way more than just praying for her. And so I'm loving what you did. I I, I think that that's an exact... um, that's that's just a sermon, Leslie. I, I, I'm very, very excited that you called in with that wisdom, and I applaud you. Well, uh, I don't know that I deserve applause, because I didn't really, I prayed, and then I just acted. And actually, I got a little scared after I thought, oh, that could have been dangerous. So I think it was just God acting through me, and that I did it without a plan, without thinking, next time I'm going to do this. But I do want people to be careful you know, and if they can in that moment use their judgment and not to, you know, engage someone that's obvious, <laughs> maybe, a, you know, a physical threat to them or, you know, at night alone in a parking lot or something. But, yeah, absolutely. you know, if we pray and then trust what God tells us in the moment, I think he'll protect us and that provide the right words, as you said earlier. And, 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 and there's clear parts to prayer that I think are significant that you mentioned, because, yes, we're talking to God. But oh, when we listen, <laughs> yes. There's, yes, there's Thank you a the time for that. It's so <laughs> hard, but so good. You're so right. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. You are a godsend to me this morning. 
Well, I likewise. You. I'll listen calling. again next week. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you and your listeners. All right. You may have a viewpoint on this. You may have a story. Is your seat the mercy seat? Is your driver's seat the mercy seat? 866-348-7884-866-34 Truth. We, we do want to talk a bit about our Jesus Labor Love. We'd like to do that at least once a month. It's an integral part of the Christian Car Guy show. And we just put up a new slideshow there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And I was going to kind of go over it. I think it's really instructive on how the program works. Did you know the Bible instructs us about 40 different times to be mindful of the orphan and the motherless and the widow? And so if, if that's on God's heart that many times to put it in the Bible, then I think it should be on ours. And I, and I really feel like this was an opportunity God gave us within this ministry to reach out. And so as I prayed about this thing, when God originally gave me the concept, here's what I was thinking, and this is what I put at the, at the website. Somewhere in your neighborhood, wherever you live, there is a family in crisis, a widow, a single mom who is praying, God help me to get my car running or to fix it. But also someplace in your same neighborhood is a repair facility where someone is praying, God, how can you use my gifts? And it was the mission and is the mission of the Jesus Labor Love part of the Christian Car Guy show to put those two people together. <laughs> in other words, we've got this platform God gave us a radio to where we could reach out to the people who had the need and we could also reach out to repair centers that w might want to take part in helping this. And so we always want to promote this uh, at least once a month to folks because there are people that have the need and you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and find that out, or the Jesus Labor Love. But there may also be the repair for people out there that want to see if God can use them. And I want to explain it so that the repair people don't freak out and think, I don't want to get it in over my head, and I don't want the, the applicants to think this is free for anybody who just shows up. So the way it actually works is that Jesus Labor Love is designed to provide no-charge car repair labor, not the parts, but the labor for single moms, widows, and other families in crisis. So... If you're in crisis, you know, still fill out an application. And it was founded in March of 2011. And since that time, we have been blessed to work with 400 applicants in 17 states. And another function is to highlight the repair centers that take part in this, like Joey Abandolo sitting across from me, as guess what? If these people are willing to volunteer their labor and we can put them there at the Christian Car Guy website, then you should know that these would be good Christian folks where, that could take care of your car if you're, willing, if you're able to pay for it. So we have those needs. But we also, because actually I think our applications have quadrupled over the last two months, we need more and more volunteers. We need people to pray. A lot of our volunteers are just prayer warriors. And, and so when we get these applications in, I send them out to a whole prayer team that, that begin to pray for them. And some of our volunteers make calls to check the references of the, of the applicants, and some of them make calls to the repair centers, depending on what you're skilled to be able to do. But we definitely need the volunteers, and those links and all that are at christiancarguy.com through this slide presentation or at jesuslaborlove.com. Now, once we get the application in, we check the person's references, we call the applicant, we try to figure out what's going on, then we take all the, the repair centers that are in that area, and sometimes we don't have any, and we actually have to go find somebody, and we try to select one that would be the most convenient and be most in their skill set. 
So once we've done that, then the volunteer calls that repair center like Joey, Joey Abendola, and they would call you, Joey, and they'd say, I've got this, and here's the situation. we got a single mom. we got a widow who's got no air conditioning, and this is what she's struggling with. And then we say, Joey, is this something that you want to take on? Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes oh. it isn't something you can take on. I don't know yeah, if that's Sometimes happening. it's a little bit more ambitious than... Right. And so the, the, the repair center can tell us that isn't something I can take on. So we don't end up putting an applicant with somebody who's really not in a position to fix that. So sometimes we find church groups and sometimes we find others. So, you know, that's what the volunteers begin to do. Then once that repair center has taken on the project, we then kind of step back and the, the, the relationship is then between like Joey, you and, and whoever it was whose car you're fixing. And then we have another lady, Rochelle, who calls to make sure that, you know, something happened or do we need to get reinvolved or, or whatever the situation may be. And having actually participated in this, Joey, can you share with our listeners a little bit what that's like? Oh, for the most part, it's like any other repair job. It's just we're. Helping out people that need it. Uh, haven't had to deal with Rochelle on yeah that aspect yet, but uh, yeah, it's just a matter of they they get a chance yeah. to to do that. And again, we have those needs. We now have a new champion program. If you want to donate to that, to where sometimes we do need to help out with the parts and those kind of things. Again, all this is in a wonderful presentation there at ChristianCarGuy.com or JesusLaborLove.com as well as all the people participating. So check it out. We got more coming up. What are you not telling me? What are you accusing me of? How do you feel about Zawani? Never mind. I don't care for him. I feel disappointment. That's a lover's word. What about rage? Of all the people that I've looked into since this thing started, the one with the darkest Zuwani history is you. It was his landmines that killed you. Shh. We don't name the dead. Everyone who loses somebody wants revenge on someone on God if they can't find anyone else. But in Africa, in Matopo, the coup believe that the only way to end grief is to save a life. If someone is murdered, a year of mourning ends with a ritual that we call the drowning mantra. There's an all-night party beside a river at dawn. The killer is put in a boat, he's taken out on the water, and he's dropped, he's bound so that he can't swim. The family of the dead then has to make a choice. They can let him drown or they can swim out and save him. The coup believe that if the family Let's the killer drown. They'll have justice, but spend the rest of their lives in mourning. But if they save him, if they admit that life isn't always just, that very act can take away their sorrow. Vengeance is a lazy form of grief. That was a scene from The Interpreter, which we're talking about today on A Christian Car Guy. Is your driver's seat a mercy seat? Are you sitting there in a position 
to loose those who should be loosed in heaven as we pray for those who might offend us. And as you listen to that clip and you think about that person struggling in the river tied up in front of you, I wonder if you can't picture King David in the cave when Saul went in there and he was totally vulnerable to him. And that line where she said, can you admit that life is not just? And think about Job sitting there when God showed up in the cloud and said, I got a few questions for you. Was that not the question on Job's heart? Is life just? Well, we got Rita is in Louisville, Kentucky. She's got a forgiveness story for us. We'd love to hear yours, 866-348-7884. Rita, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hi. I'm a preacher I, I know for 17 years, borrowed 33, 33K from me, and, and the checks he, he paid me down. And um, an attorney I knew told me that I, I should put him in jail, and I did nothing. A man in the church bought the house and made a big profit off it, but I didn't do anything to the preacher for borrowing the money and the checks bouncing, et cetera. Anyway, that's it. So in, uh, in not prosecuting, Rita, and, and you were there in a position with that attorney and you had a choice to make. Yes. Do you feel like God, in a way, was giving you the dignity of untying your pastor? I guess you could say that. But his, his children didn't, didn't have to see him in jail and his wife and the church. So. Yeah, I you know, we won't know this side of heaven. A lot of the things that happen as a result of mercy. And I, I, I through that clip, I see there's some kind of connection that I was not aware of to mercy and bitterness that if I show no mercy, do I hang on to bitterness? That's, that's, that's something that spiritually I think I'm learning that God may be coming after me. So when I'm praying for that guy who just cut me off, <laughs> then, or is, 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 is merging, the one that really drives me crazy, Rita, I'll be honest, is there's a sign that says right lane ends two miles ahead. And everybody jumps in the right lane, and the poor people in the left lane wait and wait and wait. Does that drive you crazy? I used to call that Marvin the merger. Hmm. And so now (laughs) is my chance to pray for him. Thanks, Rita. I appreciate you calling in. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. What's your story? We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. When did you find yourself on the mercy seat. Maybe you were in a car, but maybe there was another situation. Bill, you got a story. I remember I had a Toyota Corolla. car would go just about anywhere, but it's sort of a, like a Coke can on the outside. And we went on a Boy Scout trip. with I was the, in college, helped with a Boy Scout troop. And this young man had asked if he could join us. Then when we got out, and set up he says you know my high school's playing a local high school can i borrow your car well about three o'clock in the morning they comes up this road back to where the we were camped out he says you don't need to go look at your car you can wait till tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> well this might not be good <laughs> oh he, he had a run-in with a uh, uh guard guardrail and the guardrail won and my car lost and it took about two months for him to get around to taking the car back to his hometown and 
Tennessee and then start working on it. And I mean, two months went by and I still didn't have my copy. <laughs> oh, man. And when I finally got to see it, I mean, the color didn't match at all. <laughs> uh, well, I, I finally got a chance to meet his father. We had something at school where the parents came. Long story long, we finally got the car fixed, but it, it really took a, um, a I, I had to step up out of myself and, and forgive this kid. <laughs> one, one, one time after another, his promises just fell so short. But I think that's the last time, uh, first time I thought about that in, in many, 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 many years. I hope he's doing well. But you had the opportunity there when you met his father to... Well, that did very nicely mention that, you know, maybe maybe they might be able to, you know, help me get the body shop that was working on it to put a little bit higher on his, his list of priorities. Yeah, and when I was thinking about that, I, I, I actually had four or five different incidents in my life where I can remember clearly this person really harmed me in some way. But then later on, I was right there in a situation where I either could lose it or I could time up and it's interesting that and and i want you to think about this one joey when david was in the cave with saul you remember the scene he chose not to kill saul and then later on actually in camp at night he had a very similar situation and so in doing so there's one thing that obviously might have been able to forgive saul some But the other thing is later in life, David himself was a murderer. And, you know, in Matthew 7, it says with the the ruler that you use, with the measure that you use, it's going to be measured unto you. And I wonder how David might have thought differently had he felt like, well, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Saul needs to die because he tried to kill me. Boom. Right in this situation, even though he was the Lord's anointed. How did that work? How would, have, how would have David done with self-forgiveness had he chosen that particular mode of, oper- you know, Joey? That, and so when we measure out our measure for other people, we are, in fact, measuring it for ourselves at some point in time. We might find ourselves come up a little bit short. Have you ever seen that happen? Yeah. Probably more than I like to admit to. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so this week, I'm wondering, can you turn the driver's seat of your car into a mercy seat? I know for me, quite often I get frustrated. Marvin the merger, oh, my kids would tell you it's not a pretty sight. And that's really a shame because my daughter starts driver's ed on Monday. So I'm trying to figure out what's the self-talk of a grace car driver? And how can I loose those and not put this measurement up that I later may not fit to? So think about that this week. Go to, to the ChristianCarGuy.com. Find out about the Jesus labor of love. Maybe you know somebody that is in desperate need or somebody who can volunteer. We need all kinds of help, so do that. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And thank you for listening to Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Worship as a family. 
is Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley. I just returned from Italy not long ago, and one thing I appreciate about the Italian culture is the value they place on quality time spent with family. Much of that time is spent around the dinner table. This inspires me to spend more time with my family around the table, to set aside a time each day when we can laugh and learn and and lean on one another. As Christians, this is a wonderful and honoring way we can worship our Savior. Imagine a night around your home that's unplugged for three hours and real communication with each other takes the place of electronics communicating to us. Ronald Reagan once said, all great change in America begins at the dinner table. Why don't you try it? It might change your family forever. This has been Words on Worship with Charles Billingsley. Sponsored by Liberty University Online. For more information and special offers, go to charlesbillingsley.com.